0: Hello and welcome to the Women's Center's Convo with Mo and Aspen, a podcast hub that shares helpful insight for survivors, community members, and service providers alike, formerly known as Wednesday Workshop. Convo stands for Creating Opportunities for Nonviolent Outcomes, and we invite you to learn more about this initiative on Instagram at convo underscore TWC. The Women's Center is based out of Waukesha, Wisconsin. We welcome and serve survivors of all ages, races, gender identities, sexual orientations, abilities, nationalities, and immigration statuses. The mission of the Women's Center is to provide safety, shelter, and support to empower all impacted by domestic abuse, sexual violence, child abuse, and trafficking. Each episode will feature instruction on a healing topic. Today, our topic is hashtag SafetyEverywhere tech abuse, and digital safety.
1: October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, or DVAM. Throughout this month, we raise awareness about domestic violence in hopes to continue conversations year-round. Our main activities include mourning those we've lost to domestic violence, celebrating and supporting survivors, and connecting to a larger network of survivors and advocates in the anti-violence work. We have some past episodes about DVAM in our website if you would like to learn more. The title of this podcast features a hashtag that we're using this month to raise awareness. Hashtag safety everywhere. So what does this mean? Survivors deserve safety at home, in public, on the internet, within systems, every day, everywhere. Our culture is often unkind to survivors through victim shaming and blaming and glorifying violence. However, we have the power to change the narrative. In fact, this is our responsibility. Building awareness of domestic violence and its root causes is an important first step that leads to prevention, reducing stigma, and ultimately long-term societal change. For a survivor of interpersonal violence, nowhere feels safe. Abusers do not play fair. Abusers use fear, guilt, shame, and intimidation to wear victims down and keep them under their thumb. What we'll be talking about in this podcast is how abusers may use the internet and other technologies to stalk, spy, harass, blackmail, and otherwise hurt their partners. We will also share strategies for survivors, and frankly everyone, to take steps to safeguard their privacy and take their power back online. Tech safety is for everyone, and everyone, especially survivors, deserve safety.
0: Think for a moment of how often you use the internet or other technologies in your day-to-day life. Maybe you're listening to this podcast in the car on Spotify, using GPS for directions or to keep an eye on traffic during your commute to work or school. Perhaps when you arrive at your destination, you message a friend on Instagram to let them know you arrived to your destination safely and that you'd like to meet up later to catch up. When you get a break in your day, you might decide to take a walk and use your smartwatch to count your steps or track your heart rate. If you stumble upon an unfamiliar plant or a new landmark, you might Google it to get more information, send a picture to your friend, or even post a photo to your Snapchat story to share with others. When you get back from your walk, you get ready for a Zoom meeting with your peers, checking in with them first on your text group chat about today's agenda. If you needed to suddenly disconnect from all of your accounts or devices, could you do so easily, quickly, and with minimal negative impacts to your daily life? Traditionally, tech safety advice has often carried the expectation that the survivor of abuse must limit their own activity to, quote, truly be safe. Like deleting social media, changing their phone number, or even getting rid of certain devices altogether. While there may be safety situations that call for stronger measures, we believe that this advice should not necessarily be the norm. This advice, when presented as a general blanket statement, is more of a band-aid fix over a much larger issue. While some may be able to fully unplug from technology, it often is not fully feasible for many in our tech-driven world and this can also make some survivors feel like they're the ones being punished or restricted for an abuser's harmful actions. Unfortunately, abusers often know this as well, and may choose tactics that exclude a survivor from accessing the things they may want or need online, including work, a form of economic abuse, and isolating them from their social supports.
1: For example, an abuser may use tracking devices like Apple AirTags, apps like Life360, or even spyware programs to stalk or keep tabs on someone. They may monitor internet history or social media accounts, demand passwords, create fake accounts to impersonate or harass a victim. They may post personal information, which is also called doxing, or even intimate photos, which is often known as revenge porn, without consent. This list is unfortunately not exhaustive. And if you have ever experienced these forms of abuse, there are resources and advocates to help you. Just like with any safety plan we talk about with a survivor, tech safety is not a one-size-fits-all solution and needs to be personalized to specific needs. That said, there are usually certain aspects of tech safety that can be helpful for anyone online. Let's go back to that example that Mo shared. In that morning vignette, how much of your personal information was shared with others? There are some things that may immediately come to your mind that you had intentionally shared with others, like messaging your friend that you arrived to your destination and posting a picture of the plant you saw on your walk to your Snapchat story. What else might be shared?
0: Sometimes certain apps, intended to create connections and function as another form of social media, will share what we're up to with others in ways that we might not always be aware of. For example, Spotify has a friend activity feature that allows users to see what their friends are currently listening to. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify with this feature enabled, others can see this activity. Similarly, Google Maps has a feature called Timeline, where it will keep track of where you have been, when, and for how long you've been at a certain location. While this doesn't automatically share this information with others, it is available along with your Google search history, to anyone who has access to your Google account, including your Gmail, YouTube, or Google Drive. Snapchat's map feature, however, will by default share your location and past location history with your friends. If an abuser has your account information, however, they may have access to even more information, like your Instagram messages, Zoom agendas, and sometimes even texts, all of which may be used to harass, intimidate, accuse, threaten, or stalk you. A tech-savvy abuser may be able to access all of those details about your day to cause harm.
1: We don't share these things to make you feel fearful, but we want to have this discussion because it's important to know what is being shared at any given moment, especially if you have safety concerns about others tracking your whereabouts. Luckily, most of these apps have ways to disable features or privatize your accounts. Unluckily, the way to do this varies across each app. You can always search online to find privacy settings for a specific app or look at any gear icons or settings tabs within the apps you use. Information about how and why your information will be shared is also usually available within the terms and conditions when you create your account or within the privacy policy of an app's website. Another important aspect of tech safety is to refrain from sharing passwords and changing them regularly. We know that many abusers may demand access to your accounts, usually under the excuse, honestly the accusation, of wanting to make sure you aren't cheating on them or that all couples do this in healthy relationships, which isn't true. A healthy relationship involves trust, and partners are not entitled to our accounts and passwords just because we're in a relationship with them. If someone has a problem with a boundary you've set to keep your information private, it is a them problem, not a you problem, and it is definitely a red flag. If you've already shared your account information with others, you can often log other devices out of your accounts and change passwords. Again, this process varies depending on the app or account type, so consulting the app's privacy settings or policies can help provide some guidance. Advocates can also help you through this process, too.
0: As much as we wish we could outline every single way to secure your accounts and protect your information against any sort of abuse or misuse, we'd rather not make you listen to a several-hour-long podcast. That said, we wanted to share some additional resources specific to helping survivors secure their information. For an interactive app that can help answer privacy-related questions, find safe resources, and secure your information, the National Network to End Domestic Violence has a tech safety app, available on iOS, Android, and online at www.techsafetyapp.org. This tool is available in English and Spanish, and it's free to download. We'll also link this on our website. Locally, if you're concerned about an abuser learning your address, there's a program in Wisconsin called Safe at Home through the Department of Justice that protects your home, work, and school addresses and keeps them confidential. We will share a link to their website. Applications have to be completed with a certified application assistant who will help you create a personalized safety plan. At the Women's Center, many advocates, including Aspen and I, are certified application assistants. If you're not located in Wisconsin, your state may also have an address confidentiality program through their Department of Justice. If you are wanting to pursue legal remedies
1: for digital abuse that you may be experiencing, a couple of options exist depending on your situation. First, you can report a crime with local law enforcement. Many states, including Wisconsin, either have legislation that is directed towards text-based crimes or have legislation in place that includes it. For example, stalking and harassment laws may include online or digital-based harassment and stalking. Another option for survivors is to pursue a restraining order. The statutes for what qualify for a restraining order varies from state to state. If you are in Wisconsin, we have a past podcast episode all about restraining orders here. We can also assist with filing the paperwork and come with for support during court hearings. Please note that we are not attorneys and cannot give legal advice. With both options, keeping documentation is often incredibly helpful. There is no right or wrong way to document what has been occurring as long as it is safe for you. Some find it easiest to keep details in a notebook or on a notes-based app on their phone. Another method of documentation is keeping screenshots or printouts of any texts, emails, or posts. Making sure that you have a safe place to keep any sort of documentation is incredibly important. This may look like keeping things in your car or at work. Maybe it's forwarding any pictures or messages you want to keep to a secure email or a safe support who can store it where an abuser can't access it. Again, if you have specific questions or need assistance with organizing a safe way to document and save things, an advocate can help come up with a plan and provide community resources for you.
0: As always, thank you so much for tuning into this episode about tech abuse and digital safety. Stay tuned to our website for future episodes and feel free to take a look at our past episodes too. The Women's Center focuses our work in partnering with clients to overcome barriers and to gain a life free from violence. Our work is grounded in equity upheld by inclusion, accountability, self-reflection, and continual growth. We believe that it's important for survivors to feel seen and heard. We believe that Black Lives Matter because we cannot end violence without addressing the distinct injustices that Black and Indigenous people of color face. We know that all forms of oppression are ultimately connected. And when we center individuals most impacted, we're also supporting survivors who have faced any form of violence. While we're not experts in anti-racism work, we aspire to be allies in this movement. We all have a responsibility to contribute to unlearning racism and intersecting forms of oppression that take place in our communities. If you would like to talk with an advocate about your own experience with abuse, please call our 24-hour hotline at 262 Five four two three eight two eight. Learn more about the Women's Center at www.twcwaukesha.org and find the resources mentioned on this episode by clicking Resources, then Podcasts on our website. If you're in the Greater Milwaukee area, we also host an in-person Wednesday workshop on the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month. That is by pre-registration only, so please call the hotline and ask to speak with one of us for more information. Thank you so much for listening and be well.